Next Matters Most, a podcast about the future of business, entrepreneurship, and technology. I'm your host, Nick Jordan, entrepreneur, investor, and community builder. Coming to you from Durham, North Carolina. Enjoy the show. In the midst of a pandemic, the task that many of us are focusing on is how to return to normal. The goal for many of us is to go back to the way things used to be before COVID-19 dramatically changed life as we know it. But why does that have to be the case? Why can't we use this time to get to a better version of how the world used to be? With the virus turning the conventions of our society upside down, we need to look at what we should keep and what we should change. In this episode, Michael Levy, president of the Digital Health Institute for Transformation, and I discuss ways that the healthcare industry can better meet the needs of individuals rather than entire populations. While we're on the topic of healthcare, the Internet of Medical Things, IOMT, is enabling a new value-based care model to break barriers to better, faster, and more cost-effective health outcomes for patients. If you want to read more about this, check out the Smashing Boxes Health eBook on nextmattersmost.com. In this eBook, you'll learn about what's driving the need for change, the emergence of value-based care, technology-enabled healthcare innovation, challenges and risks of connected devices, and decision-making across the IOMT framework. So yeah, let's do it. So this is the Next Matters Most uh, podcast conversation series conceived prior to the pandemic around sort of the future of business, technology, and entrepreneurship. So just talking to people in my network and then eventually getting outside of that network, sharing things like, you know, your why, what's your story, what you're doing, and what are you doing to, to get to the next level? Not like necessarily personal growth next level or, or solely that, but like what is next in, in healthcare and in business and in tech and entrepreneurship? And, and how are you anticipating that? What are you doing to run towards that? You know, now with the pandemic, it's sort of like refocused us on there is that next thing, but hey, there's some urgency now. I mean, what are we like? This isn't just talking for the sake of talking. It's like let's let's get some action plans out there and and uh, see what we can get activated. So yeah, I mean I'll you know likely set up the intro ahead of this conversation. So I'll do a full bio on you and then I close it out so we can kind of keep on time because these things always seem to go late. So we get into good combos. But I guess Michael Levy, D hit uh, entrepreneur design thinker has been in the healthcare space, technology space, innovation space. I think we're damn near the same age. So like for a number of years now. Um, and that's my elevator pitch. Why don't you give your elevator pitch of what you're all about, what you're working on. And yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, uh, appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to uh, chat and cut it up with you, Nick. Um, always, a uh, always, uh, uh, ready, uh, for a combo with you. Um, uh, as we, uh, you know, naturally, uh, kind of jammed to jam to the same vibe, right? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we get up and 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 see, feel, sense the world a little bit differently than I think you know most in respects to you know the way the world should look like, the way the world could look like, and perhaps you know what our role is in shaping that that reality. Um, growing up, both in New Orleans as a as a you know a, a uh, a street rat, so to speak, in in, in New Orleans, seeing the, the the various realities of of um, you know uh, health disparity, socioeconomic disparity, 
both being part of it and 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 being a, a kind of a privy to some of the higher classes and the higher higher wishes and the higher wants of life, um, it was always real evident of of the inequities um, that exist. And and I think that's that that theme has has kind of carried with me uh, through my career as a healthcare administrator. Um, you know, spending a decade in the in the academic medical center health system space, running clinical operations, and seeing you know the difference between those who have and those who don't have, and and those who get great care and those who can't get care, and and uh, then you know realizing that you know shoot we're 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 on the you know we're we're at the very beginning of a massive sea change and, and you know as we shift from the 20th century to the 21st century you know and 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 take take our role and take our seat you know what what's that new world look like and so i think you know as you as you kind of you know laid out to kick this off is like you know there, there's no time to sit around and and wait for it there's no time to sit around and just talk about it uh this is about you know rolling up the sleeves getting dirty and and and, and moving forward uh knowing that the uh the future that can be should be and and what's our role in making that that happen um so you know my, I get up every morning, uh, uh, shooting for the stars and, and, and knowing that, you know, every day, uh, we get closer to, to reaching it, but it ain't without, you know, good friends and good partnerships and a hell of a lot of work to get there. That's right. What door do you think it is like cracked open because of COVID that you're most excited about busting through? And I think, I, I think, you know, the, the cultural kind of, you know, progression has been astronomical as it relates to a society that was, you know, wired a certain way to, you know, a level of complacency and comfort as it relates to what the system provided for us, i.e., you know, um, uh, going to an office to, to, to have to do work, uh, separating uh, a home and work, uh, uh, you know, looking at the way we shop, the way we consume, the way we engage. Um, now everything is, is, is blown up. Our conventions no longer exist. Uh, they're to be formed. So, you know, I look at this as a, as a wide open window uh, or, or blown open door, not even a crack anymore. Everything's on the table. Uh, and uh, if you're not thinking about, you know, how to uh, take advantage and, and look at this as an opportunity, you know, you're, you're not seeing the, the wide open door that I'm seeing. Yeah, I totally co-sign on that because I actually, you know, I, this podcast isn't about smashing boxes, but when I started smashing boxes, it was like, oh yeah, you're just like smashing the box or you're a moving company. But anyways, that's a separate they were not a moving company. Um, but the point was like, there is no box, you know, like a box is a represents a constraint. And so what we're seeing is like constraints, like falling down. And one of which is like technology always seems like it gets the stiff arm in healthcare. Like, Oh, that's, that's too hard. Or that's going to create an inconvenience for someone over in billing and all this. And like, Oh, you know, people getting territorial and all of a sudden people are like, you know what, at the end of the day, we've got to improve, do what we can do to improve our population health across our entire population and we need to all be okay with the fact that this might not be great for one individual or another yeah. or one interest or another 
we got to work together to, to implement the tools that are going to make us more ready for situations like this and just better and more efficient care models in the future. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I think to that point, you know, what we're seeing is a, a deeper level of understanding that we're all connected, um, you know, and, and the virality uh, and the, you know, ease of spread of COVID um, has uh, kind of really amplified the, the kind of, you know, community narrative and, and, you know, the network narrative that uh, humans actually, you know, have and are and, and, and live and survive by. Um, when you look at chronic disease, you know, take, take for instance, a smoker, um, who, who, who is making individual uh, uh, decisions to smoke or an overeater uh, or an a individual who doesn't exercise or a, an individual who, who uh, partakes in, these are all um, uh, attributes of behaviors that, you know, historically we've, we've let the, 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 own, the onus on the individual be the individual's onus. Uh, but I think you know what we're what we're going to see is a much more connected society uh, um, that uh, that builds support systems for uh, the aggregate versus the the individual. And so, um, you know, the pandemic as it relates to just what you see in your your street, walking down out of you know walking out of your house right now. How many neighbors do you see now? That you never saw before. How many people do you do you engage with that that you you have it just in your little you know circle? Um, we're caring a little bit more about each other. Uh, we're looking at each other uh, a little bit more intently. Uh, uh, both concerned with with what each other has and and can 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 spread, but also uh, the well being uh, uh, against or, or with thy neighbor, if you will. Um, so I, I do I do see. You know, population health, community health, system health changing, uh, not just by the use of technologies and, and, and you know, the kind of emergence and, and kind of real amplification of telemedicine and telehealth, but, but in terms of, you know, look, I mean, you know, if we're in this world together, let, let's take care of each other. Uh, let, let us uh, uh, sur- you know, survive and live together in, in a new, you know, kind of framework. And I think that's what's, that's really what's open on the table today, brother. It's, it's you know, it can't be an I world anymore. It's got to be a we world. That's well said. What's the, um, you know, damn, I really just want to be like, man, what's going on with this beef with baby and Manny Fresh? Because like the New Orleans thing, but I'm going to get back to that. I don't want to, I don't want to use up our valuable time about that. But like, I keep hearing like, what's going on with that? Anyway, all right. So D hit, tell me about like what D hit's doing and what Michael is doing right now. What do you see the next five years for those things? Well, so, like just give me the overview real quick of like what's D hit and what, what, what you're all about what is the future of that and where is it going and how is that geared to make an impact? And then maybe loop all the way back and come back to like, and this is what I'm doing right now. To yeah, sure. Towards that. I mean, so DHIT is a, um, is an organization that was formed a, a number of years ago, about four years ago now, uh, both off of my, you know, unwavering kind of intent to close the gap between those who have and those who don't have, uh, in other words, you know, servicing our vision of a world without health and equity, um, and, uh, and, and acknowledging the fact that there's this massive disconnect between uh, the problems in our communities that, that we deal with every, every day, not just, I say we being 
an individual who has a shit ton in their life, who's privileged in a lot of respects, right? Uh, uh, but uh, but also those in un, un, underserved, rural, impoverished communities where where there's no real identification of the problem from the ground up. And a supply chain that uh, that does not understand what the true problems are in the in the ecosystem. They don't understand, you know, what you and I deal with at home. They don't understand uh, uh, the mental, behavioral, social, environmental um, aspects of an individual's life. All they all they really understand is what the health system uh, uh, struggles with from a, a commercial perspective, which is very different than than a than a, a socio. A social determinant, a behavioral determinant, a genetic determinant narrative. So uh, DHIT is about, you know, exposing the truths, exposing the pain, uh, and closing the gap between that pain and, and the, the various global advancements in care. Um, you know, what does that look like in the future? If I play this, this, this efforts out, and, and uh, you know, I look at I look at the, you know, the ability for a benefit package from an insurer to be scripted by you, Nick, to say, wait, I'm Nick Jordan. Uh, I know exactly what I could do to improve my wellness and my health, uh, whether it's being, you know, eating better uh, or going to the gym or having more time with my family or uh, let's say installing an AC unit if you don't have air conditioning and you're, you're, you know, drenched with heat all day. Whatever that equation is, your insurance benefit package should be framed around you as an individual and your your you know uh, uh, kind of uh, in, intended ideals to be your best self that's not the current system right the current system is I'm going to create a benefit package that services uh, my my risk and my financial uh, models that spread uh, uh, the the kind of sickness that that we deal with as a society across everybody whether it's actual health or, or financial, right? Yeah. Is, is like employer-based healthcare like the main culprit or is it one cor- culprit? I mean, I've got a bunch of like white collar workers getting healthcare. <laughs> like, well, damn, they could, they probably have more ability to go source their own stuff. You know, well, that's it. I mean, look, as an employer, the average, the, the, the employer on average spends 1200 dollars a month on their employees health benefit plan uh the average employee sees the doctor twice a year so you're saying you on average it's about five to six thousand dollars per appointment for the employer what value is that right uh and and if you rewrite the equation to say instead of spending twelve hundred dollars a month to an insurance company to author a benefit package that's not being used by the individual employee to say save 25 to 50% of that employer and pass down 50 to 25% of that down to the individual to say spend it on the things that make you happy spend it on the things that make you healthy spend it on the things that you know will drive wellness i.e you know from a behavioral health perspective um you know one of the main issues i have is with this hair you know it's like uh, i need a good haircut every two weeks for me to feel confident and secure with myself uh, but that's a. That's a <laughs> oh, also, you look real good right now, man. That beard is like, that beard is what much it's a shame. I can't even. This is not. I'm not going to launch the video version of this. Right. Yeah. All I'm saying there are things that play health and wellness. 
needs that are much deeper than just access to care. Um, you know, an act to a massage therapist uh, could be uh, the difference between happiness and sadness and the difference between confidence and security versus insecurity. It's McDonald's, um, you know, these are all real in- inputs that lead to detrimental outputs. That's, that's awesome. How, I mean, there's a lot, I guess I want to go so many different places with this, but also looking at the time, um, you know, when we're looking at what are you thinking about to solve for health inequality, right? Or healthcare inequality right now? Yeah. There's a lot. You've covered a lot already. I think, I think that at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in the replay system. Uh, You know, I look at, at professional athletes and I say, you know, outside of the fact that, yes, they have skill, uh, what has been the, you know, a constant from the moment they started training was the ability to evaluate their, um, their, their themselves on, fi- on film, their ability to uh, evaluate objective data uh, on how they're doing to reach their goals. Uh, take, for instance, a football uh, a player. Uh, he he or, uh, plays uh, on Sunday. Uh, well, what's the very first thing they do on Monday? Go out and play a new game? No, they go and study the film. Uh, they see exactly what they did wrong, uh, what they could do better, and then they work all week to fix those problems. And week after week after week, they get better and better and better and better. And what's missing for us as a society is a replay system. Where's the data streams that could be exposed to me that, that, that on a weekly, daily basis, I say, shit, well, I could, I, could, I could do a little bit better there. Or, you know, that's a behavior I could modify. Uh, yeah, that's doable. And, and those incremental changes over time change our life. That's what I'd like to uh, develop. And that's what I believe uh, we have the ability to develop against. It's, it's about aggravating all the data that, that exists about myself and bringing it into a replay system. And I think as we do that, we can start to shift some of the incentives and motivations in the system such that I get, get paid myself uh, uh, on, the, on the ability to improve myself. Uh, no different than a professional athlete. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, in fact, I feel like I've always just said, if I was only a Hollywood movie star, I would definitely, I'd be getting paid to go to the gym, you know, then I would actually work out instead. I'm not, I'm just, I am that person who's doing too much of everything except exercise. Except Um, the things that, that, that actually drive long-term happiness and wellness, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was like, but if I get paid to work out, then that's the right, you know, I like to get paid. Um, but that's, right. Uh, yeah. right, you know, you put a solar panel on your house and, and that, that energy powers your house. And as you collect that energy, you can sell it right back to the, the, the state, uh, for, for, uh, income, you know, yeah. well, someone's right. buying your data right now, back and forth. And so why not tap into that as you're improving yourself? You're also selling your data to the same people that are buying it without you knowing. That's yeah, absolutely. How, I mean, how do you, as one organization, one person, start to move the needle on something as big as like you know perverse incentive models? And you know, it's a system. It's called a system for a reason. Yeah. There's a lot of participants. I think you you go back to that wide open door that that just popped open with the pandemic, and you say, how can we use this as the uh, you know driver to deploy an infrastructure and to rewire incentives to um, onboard into a type of infrastructure like this, where you know this this uh, this pandemic 
really mirrors uh, in a large uh, um, uh, you know sense our health inequities and our our our, our health discrepancies health, health system discrepancies um, prior to the pandemic so as all this funding and all this cultural change is going on, um, there's a real opportunity to bring to the uh, to the ecosystem, to the communities, a a simulation of themselves, a simulation of their uh, community, and and together and individually say, look, this is the data that 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 is. This is the these are the levers in the equation that you can push and pull to modify your well-being. Uh, it's up to you now. Here. But what we don't have right now is that system. So it's up to you and me, Nick, and a few others, right, uh, to build this system and bring this to our communities and to our households such that we can actually uh, uh, start um, uh, playing with our own equalizer, so to speak, our own engineer board of our own life uh, and optimize for our future. How did an incentive model work to really get at the uh, healthcare health inequality piece, right? Because there's more there's money now, there's access, or there's incentives for the provider even to like serve a greater population. How do, how yeah. do you see that playing in? Well, I think, again, riding the wave, right? Riding the wave of transformation. You're, you're, you know, we're, we're sitting right in the center, in the middle, I should say, not the center, but the middle of the transformation from uh, volume-based care to value-based care. Uh, the, the onus and the impetus for provider systems uh, and ensures to take care of an individual over their life uh, in a high quality, uh, low cost, high experience, um, uh, you know, equation is, is before us. Uh, and the only way you can do that is by treating the patient like a consumer. And the only way you can do that is by actually understanding the data from the consumer themselves of what motivates them, what incentivizes them, what barriers they have, what they want, what their ideals are, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the, the, the real challenge is, uh, you know, how do you build that relationship? How do you, how do you get those data streams? To yeah, don't, don't, don't let that interrupt your, your train of thought. <laughs> I've got the know, answer man. to all of the world's problems. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, 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 okay, guys, go, go do your homework. That's fun. To I know, I know. No, that's great. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's about understanding that data means more now than ever uh, to all stakeholders in the ecosystem and us taking that data. Uh, yeah. Well, and as you go from value. Data, yeah. Good. I was going to say, I was just trying to give you a break there. <laughs> but uh, as you move from volume-based to value-based, every individual and every set of data is equally as valuable. It's equally important. Um, it is. Sorry, man. No, you're good. Um, so, and that sort of equals the playing field too. It's not which insurance card do you have? Or are you uninsured? It's like, no, your data and your uh, your, your, there's value to be created here and there's value to extract on the provider side too. So if they can be getting equal value regardless of who that's right. they're helping. Then Everybody's flying blind right now, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, uh, you know, only, only about 11 to 12% of the, the data in the, in the health system right now is, or I should say a hundred percent of the data in the health system right now is only accounts for about 11 to 12% of the actual data that drives our health. So that's 90% roughly that's still sitting out there. So overnight, you can get a 9x on any intervention. Yeah.
No, that's great. Um, you know, every time we talk, it's always dynamic and very visionary. And you've got a lot of energy and, and a drive to the mission. What's, you know, if you have the ability to answer this right now without the kids screaming, what's your, you know, what's your why? What's kind of driving this, this, you know, this force that's causing you to innovate? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've felt so much pain. I've seen so much wrong. Um, I know I have so much more than so many other people. Um, and I can't, I can't live with myself knowing that I've, I've spent a day not trying to solve these inequities. And so, you know, innovation, transformation is the only way we can, you know, solve for this. It's not doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's not incremental improvement. It's the reorientation of the system. And that's the only way I can ensure that I can sleep at night with a smile on my face uh, or, or die and feel like I, I've left it all on the playing field. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, I can't look at my daughter's eyes. I can't look at them in the eyes. I can't look at myself in the mirror uh, without knowing that I've given it, you know, my best shot at, at, at changing the system. Yeah. Well, you've definitely picked a, a lane and a path and you're pretty much attacking it on a, on a daily basis. And that's super commendable. And I think, I mean, shit, everyone's searching for like finding work, you know, meaning in work and, and finding your purpose and, and work-life balance is always, uh, it's a, it's a lie. It's one of the nine, either the seven lies you tell yourself or the nine lies you tell yourself about work. I can't remember what the title of that book, but it's, you're not working if you're doing something that you really care about. It's not balance of implies that you need to not do as much of that. But if you care about it and it's something you're running towards with like the same conviction that you are, then it's never, it doesn't feel like you're working a day in your life. That's it. That's it, man. Uh, you know, I chose a, a long time ago, uh, not to have, uh, you know, income be my lead indicator. Uh, but, uh, you know, whether or not I hit snooze in the morning is, yeah. um, if I can get up and bounce out of bed, uh, and not reach for that snooze button, I know, I know I'm, I'm on the right path. What time are you getting up these days? Four, four thirty, four forty-five. 45. Bam. What's your favorite, what's your favorite day of the week? Oh, Saturday. Every day is Saturday, though. Oh, for real? Okay. You know, that's, that, you know, that's, that, that's the perspective I have, man. I, I try to, you know, live, live, live like the only, the only pressures, the only change in my day or what's happening uh, in society uh, that's been scripted uh, uh, for us that put pressures on, on my, you know, every day, which is Saturday. That's right. That's great. I always answer that with Monday because it's like, man, Monday, the week is full of promise and you've got so much time to get all your shit done. And yeah. And then by Friday is my least favorite day. Cause you're like, Oh man, I'm rushing towards some false end, you know, to like in this week. Um, but I like, I like that 4am is definitely a goal. I don't think, uh, <laughs> I don't think I've, I've hit that it yet. But it definitely slows down the Netflix watching because oh, by, yeah. by eight o'clock I'm done. I mean, God, I could just cancel cable. I might just throw away. Yeah, I could just throw away my Netflix practically and just be like, "Hey, if I didn't have that, it's like entertain yourself, play like." Well, I mean, it gets back to you 
know, it gets back to how you choose your time and what you okay. choose your time on. I mean, you know, look, uh, if you're, if you're trying to do something big and re rewire, rewire life as you know it, both for yourself and for, you know, society at all, you know, every, every minute matters. Yeah. So this has been cool. We definitely hit on some very big points, whether it's, you know, looking yourself in the mirror and, and being proud of what you're doing every day to the movement from volume-based to value-based care and what all that kind of entails and the potentials, uh, potential openings that that provides in, in, in the world. Um, and also, yeah, the data and the monetization potential of said data including systems. Systems don't even do a good job of fully maximizing their monetary right. potential on the data they have. So if they can yeah. get more money, they want to get more data. If they want to get more data, they got to go treat more patients. They got to serve greater populations and they're right. going to have the money to pay more workers, to pay more physicians. You know, hopefully we can create kind of a virtuous circle there and be a part of that. And I think that's part of the mission of you, DHIT. I know we're working together on some things, so I, I share in that. Um, and yeah, man. All right. Well, let's wrap up. I know we've got a busy schedule, but I say, you know, if we're talking about the gym, that was definitely, you know, a hit workout, high intensity. Yeah, baby. Interval. How we let's do the gym, man. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do that. Shit. Mental all gym, right. physical gym, emotional, uh, right. metabolic. All. Right. It's, about, it's about that replay system. It's about never, never settling and always, always moving. All right, Michael. As always, I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, I look forward to catching you up, catching up soon. Appreciate you, man. All right, peace. Be sure to check us out at www.nextmattersmost.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Next Matters Most, where we engage our growing entrepreneurial community and share additional insights and resources. Thank you for listening and have a great day.